Welcome back, everyone, to this new episode of Radio Arma. I'm very happy to uh, be leading this uh, episode with Cyrus. How are you, Cyrus? I'm good, thanks, Flash. And yourself? I'm pretty good. And today we are interviewing Sasha from the Green Axe Operation. Um, hi, Sasha. Hello. Welcome here, and we are going to talk about a long MailSim operation that uh, is going to uh, basically go uh, through time and through three months or something like that. Uh, you'll be able to tell us more about it in a second. Uh, as usual, you can find us at RadioArma.com and on Twitter, RadioArma. Um, feel free to shoot us a message if you need uh, if you have any questions, if you want to contribute, if ever you've got something uh, interesting to say and that you would like to be listened to, uh, we're always there to support the community. Uh, and today, so uh, for a Green Axe uh, operation, I'll leave Cyrus to jump in directly into the interview. Let's go. Will do. All right. So, uh, Sasha, do you want to uh, start us off by just uh, letting us know uh, who you are and how you got into armor? And so I started Arma about, uh, I'd say, more or less 20 years ago uh, in the first uh, episode of Arma. Operation uh, Flashpoint. Uh, not even Flashpoint. Um, it was uh, right after, um, kind of. I was a kid, though, <laughs> at that time. And I was uh, just, uh, I think it was uh, called Evolution or uh, a game mode. Like, uh, you would uh, just frag people out and uh, you level up and... Uh, to unlock vehicles um, and basically yeah that's how I started with the bus uh, all the AIs not reacting to well we, we, we didn't had like very smart AIs at the time uh, even today if we if we don't use like Vcom or uh, some additional modes um, the AI is quite a question uh, <laughs> even today but um, at, at that time uh, about 20 years ago it was even worse so basically, you were shooting at people, and uh, they would uh, just uh, stand in the middle of the open. So uh, yeah, that's, that's basically how I started, and then I moved um, in Armor 2, and then Operation Arrowhead, which was a, a massive uh, surprise, I would say. Um, I was kind of in love with Takistan map. <laughs> I remember uh, playing. I think uh, maybe two years on that map. <laughs> oh wow! And uh, yeah, and then I started to to get to know with the edition part, um, and so Arma Three came out, and uh, it was uh, like a revolution, because uh, yeah, even before um, at the early times of Arma Three, the editions was uh, basically in two Ds. Um, I mean, on the map, you didn't have Eden at all uh, at that oh, time. Oh, okay, so, the other two, yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, like quite a challenge to do something realistic. Um, like speaking mm. of templates and stuff, you know, uh, when you had that attention to details, it was really a challenge to do something like really cool um, without messing around, and you would just that. Uh, you know, use uh, attach to functions uh, every time on any kind of objects uh, to have a, some kind of render in game that would uh, uh, fit what you aim for. But uh, then Aiden came out, and uh, that's how I basically went into uh, the editions more seriously. Awesome. Um, so. I guess I guess moving on to to more serious things. Then, um, do you want to uh, let us know what Operation Green Axe is? <clears throat> yeah, Operation uh, Green Axe is actually a joint uh, milsim operation uh, with uh, units from all around the world. Um, for now, we have mostly Polish guys, French guys, 
uh, American guys and uh, probably yeah some German guys uh, as well. Um, but in game, all the units are either uh, French, uh, Polish, or um, even British or a uh, yeah U.S. Uh, most of the time. Um, that's about I'd say 100 slots um, for now. Uh, we were about 200 slots uh, before, because uh, yeah, <clears throat> the project was to involve as well the fourth IB, but these guys actually dropped uh, the operations, um, so we lost like maybe half of the um, uh, estimated players pool. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's uh, that's about 100 um, slots for now, and. Uh, the launch happened last week, so last Saturday, and uh, we were about 40 guys um, at that time, considering we had some um, some people on the leave. Uh, so yeah, I think tonight is going to be uh, um, we, we should have a good pool of players, and uh, all these players are actually they subscribe to the event, they applied actually uh, through a form, uh, and um, yeah, I got an interview with the squad leaders uh, to actually see if uh, their mindsets and their playstyle would match uh, the operations. Because my goal was to um, create, um, you know, um, a big event. Uh, actually, that's my first one. <laughs> but I, I was like, okay, if you want to create something, uh, let's go big uh, this time. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of players um, to join, and uh, I wanted to, you know, recreate, um, use the simulation platform that uh, we have um, with Arma Three, and push it to the max uh, we could, um, milsim wise. So that involves like a lot of procedures, um, SOPs, uh, charts for pilots. Um, you know, even the pilots uh, have been, they they went through some testers. Uh, like theoretical phases um, and uh, also, uh, well, the theoretical phases was made of uh, all MCQs, you know, they had to tick questions um, and they, uh, the people who would have the best score uh, on the uh, on the form would have uh, access to the, um, you know, practical phase. Uh, so they passed the check ride and uh, actually if they, if pilots would, um, would pass successfully the, the check ride, uh, they would be qualified for Green Axe. So actually, our, all our pilots uh, okay. in Green Axe are qualified to fly. Nice. Oh, that's cool. So, and and for for those at home, um, it's a shame we don't have a, a video feed so I can show you some of these charts. But these are like actual um, PDF documents of of the uh, of the map with like flight routes and uh, points of of interest and things like that um it's it's pretty pretty amazing the level of detail that's gone into all this yeah exactly and uh even um in the uh, conception of the uh fob and the farp all the uh, you know the installations uh, players are getting into when they spawn etc um uh, that's a lot of attention to details uh you know from uh the can on the table to the pencil next to it <laughs> and the challenge was actually to provide that amount of detail while um you know having good performances and especially multiplayers <laughs> which is quite a challenge uh, on rfe so uh, i think uh, it was a, a success because uh, last time well the launch was a uh, pretty stressful you know because you never know what could happen with Arma 3 <laughs> and so yeah it was a good surprise and uh, the overall performances were good uh, according to the feedbacks i had uh, mm. There's always one or two guys having like bad performances, but then uh, it might be hardware related. Yeah, but um, you can't you can't do with uh, their potato PCs. That's yeah. just one or two guys. Yeah. Exactly. I, I I'd have complained if my potato wasn't a potato. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, what what kind of scenario do you do you play um, in Operation Green Axe? Like, uh, is it uh, a persistent scenario kind of a thing or does it just do a different mission every time yeah it's a persistent um scenario uh with pers persistent saving um on players progress basically what i use is um pretty much close to what daisy has 
so it saves every 60 seconds the uh, player states, including positions, uh, loadout, uh, health, uh, inventory, uh, you know, um, ammo, everything basically. So um, it saves that every 60 seconds to uh, a database. I'm using uh, any DBI, uh, any DBI two for that. Okay. So I created a database um, to to do so. So it has that persistently that way. And also I'm using Alive as well. Uh, it was a standalone. Actually, it was uh, just a, a placeholder because I wanted to script that, but I didn't have the time uh, to. Um, <laughs> To, to code that, but uh, I'm using Alive just to save all the uh, objects, locations, and stuff. So that ends up having, you know, full persistence on the server um, and the, in the campaign progress uh, as well. So it's a conquest. Basically, Greenack is a conquest. Um, it's based on the uh, KP liberation framework that I used to uh, create that, uh, but I just customized it uh, a lot. Uh, actually, I removed a lot of KP liberation features, but it's highly based on that uh, regarding all the, you know, uh, the zones that are tri being triggered and the, uh, how that works overall. Um, without all, you know, the help you can get from KP liberations, uh, such as uh, uh, some pop-ups or uh, you know uh, markers or uh, things like that. So, pretty much okay. it. Yeah, awesome. And uh, is it is it a uh, players versus um, AIs, or do you have uh, players versus players in it? It's uh, PVE uh, actually. Um, for Green Axe, I'm basically taking the role of the operation commander for now. Uh, I wanted to be a pilot, but uh, since the uh, fourth IB <laughs> dropped, they they would have been in charge of the HQ, uh, but then we had to find a solution. And so I had no choice but to take the command. So I'm the operation commander for Green Axe. And uh, yeah, it's PVE uh, exclusively, but uh, I'm using around. And uh, sometimes I'm just popping you know, uh, new events, uh, especially for the uh, special forces guys, because uh, we have uh, a lot of units. Um, we have actually Task Force Aedas, uh, which is a French special force unit. Uh, we have the Koza, um, uh, these guys are Polish, actually, special forces as well. And we have the Task Force 373, uh, which is, uh, these guys are dev crew, basically SEALs. Um, and the rest is conventional forces, so the 242 and the uh, International Expeditionary Unit. Um, and so for the special forces guys, there's no point of capping, you know, talent and stuff. That's not really their goal uh, in real life, their missions. They can help though, but um, with Zeus, I'm just popping, you know, special tasks for these guys uh, on live. Okay. Uh, and so they have, uh, you know, they can rescue someone or, uh, you know, um, work on the stages or, uh, you know, take care of an HVT. Uh, things like that, so it's pretty much flexible uh, depending on how creative I get. Awesome. And uh, in terms of Zeus, um, how how do you keep the inspiration up to keep creating all of that content as you go? Um, basically, I'm trying to. Well, that's uh, pretty much uh, bond with the um, the Green Axe philosophy. Uh, I'm trying to get as close as possible as the reality. Uh, so I'm just trying to Google uh, or get information, get my hands on documents and stuff. So I know uh, what units, because um, basically most of the units in game are actually real units. And so I'm trying to uh, understand what these units are doing and then okay. uh, pop up a task that actually matches the real thing. Awesome. Okay. Um, and what, what kind of level of, of difficulty to, do you try to make? Like, do you try to make it um, hard for them to beat? Or are you more interested in sort of giving those uh, realistic scenarios where, <clears throat> excuse me, where it might not be um, necessarily difficult, but um, if that makes sense. So if they've sent in 10 men against one HVT, is that what you would create, or would you be more interested in making it a large compound that they've got to work to get into? 
So actually, um, the difficulty is all dynamic. Um, it lays in the code, uh, basically, uh, although I'm using VCOM on top of that um, for the AI's behavior. But uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty much elite's difficulty, um, which is, well, tweaked. So it's first person okay. only. Um, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, you have uh, exhaust parameters and stuff, you know, and that kind of variables. Actually, you have to eat and drink water, otherwise you, otherwise you just pass out, <laughs> considering you have the persistence. So uh, you, ha you need to make sure you have uh, food and water on you at all times. And the more you walk, actually, and the more you run, and the more heavy you are, the more you will uh, need to drink and eat food, actually. <laughs> so that's the kind of difficulty. And regarding the AI difficulty and the amount of AI that spawns, uh, it's actually dynamic. Um, it's not uh, linked to the m amount of players because um, uh, yeah, you have some missions uh, like Earth and Mines, um, which, is, which are dynamic and um, use the same logic. But uh, sometimes the difficulty is uh, linked to the um, amount of players uh, you have, so you end up having 200 player, uh, 200 bots uh, in a village, which is uh, well not very realistic. So I'm trying to um, basically I try to achieve um, a good template uh, without a lot of uh, maybe not 100 contacts, uh, but maybe like 20 bots per village. Um, with a lot of civilians around and uh, things like that. So I'm trying to balance things. Uh, it's not like a king of the hill where you have like, uh, I don't know, like 20 shilkas in a village uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, tanks and uh, BMPs everywhere. Actually, uh, all the the pool of the um, opposite side, which is uh, the O4, uh, is actually pretty balanced and um, it reflects pretty much what's uh, what's happening uh, nowadays in uh, Afghanistan or Iraq. So it's basically, uh, you know, 50 cal uh, light armored vehicles uh, at most. Awesome. Okay. So um, <clears throat> uh, I, I see Flash has sort of uh, popped a little comment there in the, the chat. Uh, it's, it's kind of like Exile and Milsim all in one. Uh, I'm not really familiar with uh, Exile. Um, play style, so <clears throat> I don't know what really uh, it is. Actually, I never played that. Uh, so basically, basically my basically my my um, my um, my comment was um, it's it's um, so exile. Since you haven't played it, it's it's basically survival. Okay, so it, you you have to drink water to in in order to survive. You need to to loot things. You need to you know all that kind of survival things. Um, and, uh, as you were talking about it, it was really like in my head, I had that, that scheme of, of mixing, uh, Milsim and Exile all in one, in one operation where, uh, you're, you're sure, uh, in a Milsim environment, simulating war and simulating, um, uh, combat operations. And on the other, uh, on the other side, uh, something that, uh, Milsim units rarely have because pushing that level of realism is, uh, sometime a bit difficult and uh but but having all those survival things um is is kind of surprising because uh, it's some some do push the realism that far but uh but it's kind of a challenge how did you how did you uh i mean how did you sell that to the units that are participating because not all milsim clans would uh or units would would want to uh, you know bother about surviving all the time you know yeah uh yeah the, the project was uh, really clear um uh, actually and um when i talked to these guys um well you know all the commanders or uh, all the all the um commanding officers of every unit because uh, every unit has someone to uh, who are who are the uh, who is the leader of the unit so i just um had a chat with these guys and um, they i was like okay just uh, hop in green axe and just take the modes there's not a lot of modes actually it's uh green axe uses the most uh i would say the most uh, common mods you most famous mods you have around so it was really quite uh quite easy to attract people on the on the operation so i had a template basically uh with uh, some feeders uh you know inside and uh, people would spawn in game and uh, basically, I just gave them a tour 
you know, of the installations and uh, giving them explanations and stuff. And uh, overall, at the end of the tour, after an hour uh, of tour, um, people were like, oh, that's uh, actually awesome. And so that's basically how I started to to attract people out um, on Green Axe. And the, um, yeah, basically I, I would have like a small interview with the uh, uh, squad leaders to to understand uh, what play style they have, uh, if that would match or not, because uh, I don't want to ruin the experience for, uh, you know, uh, if you have uh, one unit that actually plays like uh, uh, well, casual, you know, play style, uh, not taking care of any assets, because actually because of the persistence, you have to take care of the assets. Um, all the mm. fuel levels, ammo, uh, vehicle states are persistent. So that means if you just leave a vehicle in the middle of nowhere, uh, well, next time you will come on the server, you will appear, you and your vehicles in the middle of nowhere. So, <laughs> and there's no respawn at all. Uh, I mean, all the assets are like single used. So it's basically players' uh, responsibility to uh, take care of their assets, refuel, rearm. Um, yeah, well, there, there are a lot of features that uh, I can talk about with uh, Green Axe. Um, afterwards, but um, yeah, the survival part uh, came actually after, um, well, after, yeah, like, kind of, uh, it was like a, one of the latest features to, to take place, um, to, to get into, and actually, uh, I worked on Ilios uh, on that part because, um, basically, he helped me on, on, on some part of the code. Uh, especially for the, the persistence part, and uh, we managed to actually, he managed to have the persistence on the food and water thing. But the thing was, um, it would be like, um, uh, since it uses a loop feature, kind of a loop function uh, in the code, um, that would like deteriorate uh, the um, players, you know, all the clients' uh, performances. So actually, I had to drop that, uh, unfortunately. So the Player, the player food and water um, persistence is not there because of performances, but uh, we could have uh, be well, yeah, we could have that working um, if we if we would have like more time to work on the code and see what what happened. Gotcha. I'm I'm just going to go back on on the the um, uh, the vehicles and, and assets that are persistent. Um, uh, how do you manage to to bring new vehicles for the operators? I mean, um, if for example, if I go into operation, I um, I crash my my jeep into a wall and and it's unserviceable. Um, how um, how do I get a a a new one? Do I just am I just uh, wrecked until the end of the operation? Or is there, uh, you know, some some uh, uh, some new vehicles every every two weeks or something like that to to have uh, have uh, you know basically I'm just thinking that over so the operation is going to last three months so after three months is all the are all the operators going to be on foot or something <laughs> right. Well, no, <laughs> because of the uh, you know SOPs we have, and also the um, overall you know mindset of the units we have, uh, it most likely won't happen because uh, people participating in Green Axe uh, actually have that mindset where they uh, actually care about things and they just don't blow up things like uh, for fun. They actually are a very you know, we have a lot of, uh, you know, old former soldiers or pilots. Uh, we have real-world Apache pilots, for instance. In Green Act, we, ha we have also real-world GTACs and stuff. So that's the kind of mindset. Uh, and that's what Milsim is to me, uh, trying to attract, like, the real guys on the Green Axe was, uh, like, the most uh, valuable things I could get uh, from people. Um, so that provides, you know, the experience you 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 aim for, which is Milsim, and that's okay. the reason why basically I'm playing Arma. Okay. So, that's so so basically, you're going to count more on the individuals and their their care for uh, for the material and for the vehicles yeah. and things uh, more than than a, a respawn thing or, or or anything. You're you're really counting on people to be uh, careless of their own thing. 
more than more than any uh, anything else. Yeah, that's right. And also, uh, since uh, only the units, um, by units I mean groups, um, uh, Muslim groups basically. Um, these uh, groups were the you had to to be a group to actually apply to Green X. So that means you will never be alone on the ground. Uh, maybe except Cyrus because he's a, <laughs> a, a reporter, and then I'm just pointing, I'm just reporting um, him like from a place to another, so he can get some footage of what's going on on the battlefield. But that's a very, very, you know, very um, exceptions, uh, basically. But all the rest, all the ground troops are actually uh, playing as a group. They have their, uh, you know, they they know their guys and stuff. So every groups play with, uh, you know. They keep the same organization. You you don't like being mixed up with uh, people you don't know uh, within a group. Uh, you might you you may work on the same objective with different groups, but uh, you, groups are not mixed up. So you end up like playing with the guys in your group you already know for uh, three or four five years. Um, so it eases the process because people know how they play between each other and they can uh, get. You know, in the um, the spirit of the operation. Yeah, feeling. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's easier. So you will never be alone on the ground, like having your Humvee and uh, going in the battlefield, uh, such as uh, we know some kind of operation, um, public, you know, operations we we might see mm. on Arma Three. So you have procedures actually. So if you crash your vehicles, uh, you might, and you are in the middle of nowhere with your group. Then, well, you have tires. Uh, you might have some engineers in your group, but if you don't, actually, you will have to, you know, your radio operator would have to, you reach the uh, GHC, which is the Joint Helicopter Command, and call in uh, support or something. Yeah, they will call the, you know, explain to the commander, okay, we need a. There, there are sheets actually. There, are, we use like a lot of nine lines for, uh, you know, medevac or. Uh, you know, artillery support. Uh, everything is, uh, you know, NATO standardized. Um, standardized. So a lot of, you know, you can find these documents on the internet. So that's uh, one of the good thing of internet. So you can get your hands on, you know, uh, declassified stuff uh, with all the the sheets that actually, actually the NATO or U.S. Army uses for, uh, you know. Um, lifts or uh, things like that so basically the GHC would get the information and they and then the GHC would contact the, the pilots uh, on their um, on their frequency and they will dispatch the pilots and uh, that's the role of the GHC basically they, they just coordinate all the air assets and make sure uh, everything is working well and and I'm managing basically as an operation commander I'm, ma I'm managing the uh, GHC and the GFC which is a uh, ground commander so we have the ground commander and the helicopter basically the air commander um although they are pretty uh, autonomous um they uh, they will like you know make sure you 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 get what you ask but that takes time i basically like last time uh we had two kzvac um which actually popped uh, so KZVAC is like MIDI-VAC, but without the MIDI-VAC helicopter, basically, and KZVAC can be like even on the ground. And so, yeah, people had to, uh, you know, radio operator had to to pop up a nine line for a uh, for a commander, and then the commander would uh, re relay the information to the helicopter. So that took about 20 minutes or half an hour. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, pretty much realistic. Well, hell yeah, that looks like it, and uh, must take a lot of time. Speaking of time, um, I kind of uh, gave that information out, but uh, how long is that Green Axe operation going to uh, uh, last? I mean, I said three months. Is that precise, or uh, how? What? How? How did you do your calcul calculation? Yeah, basically, it's just uh, an assumption, really. Uh, I just it's just an estimation, a rough estimation, because uh, well, I know uh, there's about 200 pockets of uh, you know insurgents on the map, so 200 villages. That takes time, but um, it really depends on how good the the guys, the commercial forces, for instance, are pushing uh, through the uh, region. Uh, and yeah, that's just an estimation uh, because I yeah I know uh, what kind of uh, you know uh, threats you can expect and stuff. So that's a rough 
calculation. Okay, so okay. basically, it could go further than three months or or less, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, uh, I was talking with two forty two. They 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 have plans to make it much less. I think. <laughs> so they're they're uh, planning to do some str big strikes. Is that it? Uh, yeah, that seems to be their goal. Okay, got it. Well, yeah, I guess uh, that's yeah, that's useful. Actually, these guys are really useful because they um, they actually manage to um, to push really hard on the previous operation. So it really depends on how 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 far these uh, these guys are pushing. Gotcha. Well, that's a large amount of uh, of, of data on on uh, on the operation. Thanks for that. Um, can we? Uh, I think we can, uh, Cyrus, push on to uh, to the next topic. I'll leave you that. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, Nick, you you already mentioned that uh, you've got to be in a unit to join. Um, but how can any units that might be interested um, get in touch with you to ask if they're able to join in? Um, actually, the uh, registrations are now closed. Uh, that's a process that took uh, maybe a month. Uh, by the time I just create the form and um, you know uh, get all the information I needed for um, well for the for the guys uh, to create their uh, customized slots because uh, yeah yeah each unit have customized slots uh, depending on you know the group articulation they have uh, so okay. like yeah special forces won't have like rifleman slots or uh, uh 80 slots and stuff They're, they have like, their own names like own very unique names so i made like i ended up i ended up like having 200 slots to handcrafted basically <laughs> um uh so yeah can can players join their own or need to be in unit then yeah uh, people have have to be in a unit uh and uh yep uh, you you can you can join uh, as a lone wolf uh, basically uh, ground troops, but uh, actually pilots uh, have been accepted. Like uh, even if you, they were like lone wolves, uh, since they should know how to work like uh, as a multi crew, uh, which he, which we call MCC. Uh, that's the multi crew coordination and stuff. And since there was there there, there was like all that um, testing part, uh, you know, ther theoretical and uh, um, check right, you know, practical test phases. Um, even if you are a lone wolf, then uh, if you are qualified to fly Operation Green Axe, then you're qualified to uh, actually fly with everyone. That's uh, okay. that's amazing. So it's more of um, it's more of a it's not so much how can people join you is it's more how can people watch the operation uh, uh, and and follow the. Uh, follow the advancements yeah uh actually well we have like a bunch of streamers uh here and there uh we're streaming and um, that said for uh you know well i i didn't uh i didn't do any kind of uh, advertisements on the net it's what it was like more or less like uh math to here i would say i'm not sure about the expression though but uh you know uh basically i just attracted people on my own discord and then a pop came up like popping with a new discord with the dedicated to the operation but uh, i haven't published anything on any kind of boards or any kind of uh you know internet platform or not even like social networks it was all uh you know uh, re relations oh, cool networking. okay secret black ops yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, awesome. All right. Would you be if if you were gonna run another one after this one? Do you think you'd open it up a bit more to some more units? Yeah, but I think I will uh, keep the same spirit. Uh, you know, the same mm. milsim uh, spirit. But uh, definitely, yes. Uh, if uh, your person is a success, and actually the launch was quite amazing, I'd say um, it was quite a success uh, as well uh, in terms of performances, in terms of feedbacks I had uh from the groups here and there um everyone came to me and uh, basically told me like it was awesome it was uh, like a unique experience to be in and uh, you know all the procedures and they're as close as the reality we could get and that that, that was the challenge really to have these people these these talented people um uh, from all around the world especially Koza. Uh, these guys are, are you know they play from together for uh, 10 years now 
uh, special <laughs> forces guys and they're very talented um i mean you could tell by you know the the way they uh use tenses they uh, move and the, the way they communicate and they're these guys are really efficient and uh yeah i highly recommend people to check their uh youtube uh, channel because because they yeah, they stream yeah. it is that it they uh they record it or stream it yeah they have a if you type kuza armor Spring on youtube i think you you might end up like being um having um eyes on the previous operation green x um you know uh, we, we had a prelude, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't, I'm not sure is, the, is that the word in English, but uh, uh, <clears throat> we, we had some kind of a pre-operation uh, mission uh, based on Green Axe, uh, actually, so we would gather uh, some units here and there to actually see uh, how they work together on the same objective, and that was a success as well. And we have the recording, um, I think, on YouTube, so I can uh, give you a link, guys. So you will have, uh, you, you will see uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll be sure to uh, shoot all the links in the description of the podcast for the listeners, um, so that they can, uh, if they're interested, see some footage of the operation and see how it's uh, how it's uh, going on. Uh, I'll, I'll probably ask you for a few links of the of the streamers as well, so we can. Uh, uh, get a few of those uh, streams uh, featured in in the description. Um, speaking of which, um, since since it early, since it's a problem for for Cyrus to uh, <laughs> to get up uh, that early because we must admit that five o'clock for him is time is time zones are stupid. Yeah, yeah. time zones are stupid. I'll probably since I'm more in the same time zone uh, as you. I'm not too much of a Milsim guy, but I'll. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll we'll be setting up a um, Twitch channel in a few uh, days or weeks. Uh, so obviously I'll be jumping in uh, to do some reporting and and uh, and see if I can get some cool footage of uh, of some combat. Yeah, you'll. Uh, I'm pretty sure you will have some some cool footage to share with mm. the community. <laughs> By the way, that generates a question in my head. Um, is uh, is the slot that you reserved for um, for the combat? Uh, I mean, for for the press for us, uh, <laughs> is that um, is that a, a uh, I mean, a, a, uh, you know, you can set captive someone. Uh, is that a civilian? Is that am I going to get shot at? Is that yes. that's the question? Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sure. you're, you're, you're not a civilian. I, I, well, actually, since uh, Cyrus came to me, like um, at the time, the operation, you know, the mission SQM was uh, finished and wrapped up. Uh, yeah, I couldn't like, basically like um, I tried, but I didn't at the time. You had like some dedicated slots for you guys, so um, you you will have like plenty, um, you know, empty slots to actually jump into okay i'll have to uh, i'll have to prepare i'll have to prepare a it's way more fun yeah yeah i'll have to prepare a bulletproof camera then yeah <laughs> you will <laughs> that's great well let's carry on um so do you enjoy armor as much as uh when you first started uh, i mean uh, you obviously started back into uh Armor two, uh, have you played Armor one or not? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, so <laughs> back in back then, do you, I mean, do you appreciate Armor three uh, as much as you used to? Obviously, you are through through what you're saying, but um, do you do you find the the passion in the game as as strong as you used to? Well, uh, to be honest, I think it's even stronger now. <laughs> because I grew up and, uh, you know, I understood things <laughs> as I grew up. And, uh, yeah, uh, actually, I'm really deeply involved into Milsim uh, or, you know, simulation levels, uh, even DCS and stuff. I, I, I was part of a squadron, which is what which was uh, the uh, 476 virtual squadron, which is uh, maybe one of the best uh, you could get uh, in uh, DCS community, but in Arma 3, um, I actually at one time, um, at that period of time, I also uh, went to um, with my own unit. You know, I, I created my own unit for two years, and um, 
it was called CPA20, uh, so CPA20 <laughs> in French. Um, don't say that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll be we'll be uh, we'll be issuing some some uh, baguette uh, comments all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's possible. But these guys actually, um, it started basically like this. Uh, actually, I one guy on the internet supported my because at that time I was doing a lot of advertisement to attract people in, and that re didn't really work actually. But one guy spotted that uh, on the internet, and well, that guy was a real operator of the real units in France, and so he actually trained us, you know, the real way. So uh, we started like doing like real life procedures and stuff. Uh, some maybe classified though. But uh, that's really how uh, it went, and uh, I, I had that attention to details as well uh, at that time. And so, yeah, I was a kid like back in the days, and I uh, was just like playing Arma like casual way, uh, even though I didn't, uh, I've never been like really into Wasteland and Altis life and all that things. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know you get your networks, you start to know like real life dudes um, who actually brings uh, their knowledge to you, and it's pretty much fascinating. And uh, having the possibility to uh, do like real life things in Arma was uh, was quite a surprise, and uh, we ended up like having like 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 new real life operators from you know. Uh, commandos or special forces guys mostly but uh, also uh, more conventional guys uh, who came to us with their knowledge and stuff and um, well some of some of them are actually part of the uh, of our units because I'm part of the uh, task force ADS units um, even though I'm not like a ground operator I'm just like more a support guy like in the air but uh, we have like real life you know uh, active soldiers, uh, special force, and some conventional guys. So it's really, well, you have, they, these guys have knowledge and stuff. And so having the possibility to, to play uh, and apply what they know in game is, uh, well, what uh, came, uh, what bring me to the, uh, to that level of uh, immersion and, uh, and uh, you know, satisfi satisfying satisfaction level uh, in game. What's your least favorite thing in in armor? <coughs> bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bugs. Uh, I'll say with all some yeah performances issues. Uh, well, if you don't actually have the time to actually work on uh, the editor and uh, through the code and working with uh, headless clients and stuff, then you end up like having poor performances. So yeah, that's so. Uh, what I don't like about Armour 3. Gotcha. Saros, can you go with the next question? Sure. Um, what would you like to see coming, uh, either as a mod or official developments in Armour 3 in the future, or even in Armour 4 if that comes out? Well, I'd like uh, Armour 4 to be a recenter of the, on the actual period of time, uh, like, well, the real world, you know, assets we have and stuff because uh, mm. I'm not like really intuitive that the futur futurist thing um, they w best choose to to go with uh, with um, Arma 3 but uh, yeah as an official mode I'm waiting for a operation in French point because <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know developers are working for French point so it's, it's these guys are working like uh, uh, you know, hidden from all the community so uh, they don't like really communicate with uh, how far they progress, but uh, well, well, that's, uh, just that's just a hint. Just a hint. Uh, I'm gonna interview them in a few weeks, so you'll have some All more right. intel. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. All right, let's jump into um, how can people um, get in touch with you. Uh, how can people find you? Um, do you have? So we we heard you had a, a Discord. Um, do you have social media, YouTube, um, an email, a website, that kind of thing? Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's uh, actually Voodoo Flies, I think Voodoo. Uh, I'm, I don't even recall my own YouTube. So we'll, we'll put the <laughs> we'll put all the links in the description. No worries. 
Yeah, so I have Twitter, I have, I'm not using a lot of Twitter though, but mainly Discord most of the time, YouTube, um, I'm not like a really email guy, I don't have uh, even a website, but a GitHub, and uh, yeah, I don't have a website, uh, no guild, and no board, so Basically, it's, it's pretty much pretty much straightforward. Uh, you can use Steam as well to reach me, because uh, uh, yeah, I'm managing the uh, um, Apache 64D official project on Steam Workshop, so you can reach me through that as well. Uh, adding me to your uh, friend list uh, sometimes help. Great. Well, I'll leave uh, the honor to Cyrus to talk about uh, the Armagasm moment. All right, so Sasha, do you have an, an Armagasm moment, which is like uh, a moment that's <clears throat> really stuck out for you and made you think, yeah, this is this is what I like about armor. This is yeah. what makes me keep playing. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was not that far ago, maybe two months ago. So yeah, quite, uh, <laughs> quite recent event. Um, actually, I managed to. It was during the uh, Operation Green Axe uh, qualifications phase for the pilots, because uh, <laughs> you know Apache pilots have different check rides than transport pilots. So basically, all the pilots in Green Axe, uh, being Apache pilots, are really good and they know things. <laughs> uh, so that might be like real life Apache pilots, obviously, uh, um, as we do have, but also uh, you know like enthusiasts that actually. Uh, who actually know things about, you know, five lines, CCA, uh, nine lines, uh, all the check-in stuff and the BAs and, uh, well, uh, that kind of stuff you do in real life. Uh, actually, we managed, uh, I managed to bring one real-world Apache pilot uh, talking to one real G-Tech on the ground. And I was just, like, uh, like standing on the ground uh, nearby the AO, and actually, GTAG just uh, you know called for an air support, and so these guys started to talk with each other, you know, on the radios using uh, Acre because I'm I'm a big Acre fan. I basically I love uh, Task Force radios. I'm like not really into Task Force radios. I'm like like really much into Acre. We uh, we got you prefer realism for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, the reason why mainly because uh, you don't have like full duplex and stuff, and you have uh, well. That's another story, but I won't go into like the the details of the radios itself. But uh, yeah, these guys started start, started to you know talk with each other on the radio, applying procedures uh, they do in real life, and then the uh, the guy just uh, the Apache pilot just uh, show up uh, in the sky and uh, they, he he did you know a CCA, so a close combat attack on a convoy, and so it was like amazing, like mixing guns and rockets and uh, pinpoint accuracy. And that, then the GTA came to him, okay, you can rest station, take for the work and stuff, and then your ERTB. So we had that footage on, on YouTube, and it was uh, it was really great to see, and uh, very interesting to uh, to run from. I really want to see that, because, uh, yeah, it really brings up um, the best experience of armor. Um, you know, that, that fully immersive experience where... Uh, where people, not only the game, but people can bring the level of of uh, entertainment uh, just a level up, you know, um, really bring you into the combat. Yeah, that's right. And uh, that's the reason why uh, I'm into Arma, because the community, um, well, with Green Axe, my objective was to actually uh, democratize more the Muslim, you know, side uh at the milsim aspect in the community um i was like at some point i was just tired to see like casual people on youtube like uh playing king of the hill or uh, altis life you have like 80 mm. percent of the footage on youtube are you know altis life or king of the hill or pvp uh savage pvp you know uh but uh but uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to democratize, democratize more the Muslim aspect and uh, getting people involved or in, getting an interest for for it. That's a that's a pretty noble goal, to be honest. I mean, um, I, I aside from dyslexia, I really can't think of many um, actual Muslim groups, and even then, he's not. He's more serious, fun than. Uh, 
like a, a, a hardcore milsim like Green Axe is, I think. Yeah, actually, in Green Axe, you have to, to pay attention to a lot of things, uh, well, food, water, and, uh, and stuff, but uh, it takes a lot of uh, work for the, uh, you know, the HQ, uh, <clears throat> all the commanders uh, involved in the operation to coordinate all the guys and actually um, pop up a new task. And, uh, you know, you have a lot of work to do. So you end up like <laughs> at the end of the session, so which will be 2 a.m. Uh, to today or tomorrow, I would say. <laughs> Um, you end up like sweating and uh, <laughs> being exhausted just because you have to think about everything and uh, getting, you know, all, we have like combo cards. So even the frequencies, you, well, I, I can give you that, guys, but uh, we have a lot of documents. So you have like 65 radio channels for the operation. So that's, uh, that's based on the real thing as well. That's amazing. Well, we're very pleased to be able to promote that uh, that massive event. Um, very realistic, I must admit. Um, over the top for me. Uh, I'm I'm more of a PvP and, and casual player, so so that kind of detail is is unknown to me. But we're all at Radio Ama. Very pleased to be able to to promote you guys. Uh, I think we went far into into the this uh, this interview, and it was a blast. Um, thank you for coming. Uh, we'll be sure to put all the uh, links into the description, as we said. Um, for the listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for being there every week and and uh, keeping up with the Arma 3 news. Um, hopefully, um, we'll see you uh, next week with a new episode. Um, at the end of the week, as usual, you can find the fight news uh, that I lead uh, all of, about the um, PvP scene in armor um thank you cyrus uh there was uh, an amazing uh, interview uh we'll have uh i don't know have we planned the next interview or not yet uh look we we're talking about some some far in the future things the pe people listening here have probably hmm let's see we we got uh Next week Anyways, and the week after, we'll, so yeah, we'll work that we'll, out. We'll talk about it and and we'll come up with uh with some some real cool stuff. Uh, as you heard, I'm going to interview um or um sorry uh French Point uh, the mod uh coming up with on the French army. Um, I'm probably going to be interviewing the Armor Mod France uh, team as well because those two teams are working on basically the same projects, uh, I mean related projects. So that's going to be coming up uh, in the future as well. Uh, keep up with, uh, with, uh, with Armor News on Radio Armor. Uh, we'll see you next week. Have fun, everyone. See you, Cyrus. See you, uh, uh, Sasha. Bye-bye, everyone. See you. See you.